everybody. Welcome to Dad So Hard. If you are listening to this, you are now part of Dad So Hard Nation. If this is your first time joining me, your co-host, Vinny Dunleavy, then please, you are welcome. Please, welcome, welcome, welcome. Cannot thank you enough for, for being here. If you have been here before and you enjoyed it enough to subscribe, like, and review this podcast, then I thank you from the bottom of my heart. We cannot thank you enough, me and Danny. I've been at this for four years and we appreciate every like, every comment, every email we receive. Those emails come to dadsohardpodcast at gmail.com. Those likes and engagements and retweets are at dadsohardpod on Twitter and dadsohardpodcast at Instagram. Uh, we are deep into season four and I am thrilled to share with you a super funny father who is blowing up on TikTok. I I'm a lurker on TikTok and not really every once in a while. I like to see them repost on Instagram stories. That's where I get my TikToks. He is also on Instagram. His handle is Epic Dad Life. And he lives a life of a father that many of us may dream about. Um, he is a stay-at-home father, which is inspirational. He supports his family, his kids. He is out there on a day-to-day basis doing things with his kids, puts it out there, shares his story. It is hysterically funny when you watch it. Uh, great insights, great points of view. I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. His name is Sean Hill, father of three, currently living in the great state of Montana. Please enjoy this conversation and follow him on all those platforms. Thank you, everybody. And cue music. everybody welcome to another episode of dad so hard this is Vinny dunleavy uh and you are in the middle of season four what i'm calling what makes us dad hard we are continuing to have conversations each week with great fathers that are uh, holding the torch bright for fatherhood and men and we all do it differently that's what we're here to do inspire inform and hopefully give you guys a laugh or two and today i am very excited because I am talking to one of the fathers that I have, again, personally been following in the world of social media, uh, I find is very, very funny. He's very, he puts it all out there like all men do. And he is the definition of we say dad so hard, work hard, play hard, and dad harder. harder. This guy does it and he does it well. Gives me lessons and I, I am inspired to be better at it. His name is Mr. Sean Hill. If you follow him on social media, which everybody after this episode, if you want to pause, you know, I'm going to tell you to go to at Epic Dad Life. And if you're, you can pause, go follow right now when you're on your device. Come back to us in 30 seconds, but it's at Epic Dad Life. There's a lot of, I'm not on TikTok, but there's a lot on TikTok. There's a lot on Instagram. Please join me in welcoming Sean to the show. There's Hello, my Hello, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm doing like a fake applause as if I'm in front of a studio audience. Yeah, you need to get it. a little like sound button. Sound buttons are a very advanced podcasting tool. I need my I need my podcast, Sean, to be more like your TikTok. You are a very you're a very advanced TikToker. I am not as advanced when it comes to my podcast. Yeah, but we're well, trying. Uh, yeah, TikToks. Thank you very much for those kind words. But yeah, TikTok. Sometimes, right? You compare yourself to those huge guys, but um, TikTok's just fun. You just have fun with it. You are, you're brilliant at it. If anybody's not on, if you're on TikTok or you're refusing to be on TikTok uh, and you don't want to look at booty shakes, maybe you don't want to look at young men or young women shaking their booty and you're being like, what else is on TikTok? There's actually 
uh, very fun stuff. I get it on my Instagram stories feed because you so graciously share them on the, on the competitive platform on Instagram, but you yeah. got it in this. You have to be everywhere these days. Right. And there's no way I'd ever leave Instagram. Instagram is definitely my home. It's I, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. So now, Sean, uh, I want to make sure I have this right. I believe you have three, you have three nuggets, right? Three kids. Yep. Three yep. kids. Uh, before we jump into it, tell us a little bit. Now I know you're in Montana. Bring me through what let's give us a, I'll call it your dad profile, age, number of kids, where you're currently residing and maybe how long you've been married. Yep. So I got three kids, two boys, one girl, um, seven and six are the boys. And my little baby girl is four. And we have been in Montana now since December. So almost a year. And uh, we're living in Bozeman, Montana. And you're in the middle of yellow. Have you seen Yellowstone on uh, Peacock? TV? No, we we almost started it the other night. It is. Fin- it is. It, it, uh, I'll do a show alert. I, I love it. It, it. it really gives you a different look into what we'll call the heartland of this country in Montana. I absolutely love it. And I think everybody should be watching it in terms of like um, the different point of view. I think of it as like the Sopranos of the Midwest. Yeah. It's so badass. It's so badass. I've seen one episode and uh, I tell people, I was like, I don't need to watch it. I live it. <laughs> you are, you, you really are. You are, yeah. you are knee deep. Uh, the other thing that's unique uh, about Sean, if you're listening, Sean is a proud stay at home father and has been for a few. How long have you been a stay at home dad now? Um, well, I was in school when I started having children and by the time I was done with school, I had my two boys. And so pretty much after I graduated, I was just like full time at home. So by school, was, I, I, by school, that wasn't high. You were not in high school when you started. Oh, no, you're no, not. That, you're, I, don't, I, I, I mean, I, I, uh, so you don't look, you look young. I don't think you look that young. Yeah. No, no. I uh, was a late bloomer, went to back to school later in life. And um, so by the time I graduated, my boy, my youngest boy was like three months yep so going from school to full-time work uh wasn't really an option based on how expensive childcare was this at this yeah, point yeah. We we're we were still living in denver and for two young kids like that um i would have if i had gone to work i would have been making like nothing but it's, that, it's like you sort of um you you can either break even or lose money when my wife she came out of law school and she had, a, she was a lawyer for about three months and then quit, hated it. And we had to make that decision of like our kids born. I'm like, well, do you want to go back to work or do you want to be a stay at home mom? And we ended up, she ended up going back to work and no lie for at least two years. The first year we definitely lost money. I was like, this is like you going back to school. This is an investment in the future. And then about wow. year two, I think we made a tiny, like it was like childcare costs were just under what she was bringing home after taxes. Uh, and now it's been like, now my daughter's 10, it's like 10 years later, her career is in a different direction. It's working, but it's a tough, it is a very, we've been privileged enough to have au pairs and nannies. And it is a, it is a real screwed up trade-off because we're here. We're not here. And the dynamics sometimes I'm like, what are we doing this for? Because it is, it, it, it's a real roller coaster of a ride. Yeah. But I applaud you for having the patience because both me and my, my wife have talked about how I don't think either one of us could survive doing it 
And it is the hardest hard being a stay at home parent is one of the hardest jobs. Yep. By far. I think uh, it was important for my wife and I to have a stay at home parent because she was raised pretty much with like a single working mom. And uh, I was raised with a great stay at home mom. Yeah. And, you know, so we wanted that for sure. We wanted somebody to be there. Well, so. you, but you made that decision to do it though, I guess. In, when you think back to your own childhood, were you like, what, for a man, for you, because I don't think there's that many men out there who can proudly be a stay-at-home dad or are doing it or even admitting it. Like years ago when that occurred, what was it in you that you said you were comfortable going, you know what, like this is important to me and I want to do it? Um, yeah, that I couldn't bear the thought of um, somebody else raising my kids, yep. you know, and um, the career that I had chose through school was interior design and they really work those, uh, you know, beginner interior designers like crazy. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So it would have been definitely, a, you know, wouldn't have seen them as much. But did and, you feel any, like, did you feel any, I, what I've, what I've been exploring with some of these guys is this idea when you think about, a lot of stereotypes and a lot of worlds when you're a mother and you're going into motherhood, there's a lot of books and everybody's judging each other and they're talking to each other. I find men don't necessarily call other guys for advice. Like when you were like, when I had my kids, I didn't call other guys and were like, Oh, what do I do? I'm becoming a dad. Yeah. Like, dude, but, and so part of it's like, sometimes I think I just didn't care. I'm going to do it my way when you though. But I think there's so much of, of the world of a man being wrapped into what's your career? What do you do for a living? Yeah. Like when, when you meet somebody, I'm assuming one of the first questions is like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like where did you care about any of that in your own like oh. self idea of self-identity self-worth? Was that anything that you had a struggle with or think about? Oh, big time. When I first, you know, gave up the career, um, it was really hard. I literally like had to mourn it. I was depressed. I actually went to a therapist for a little while because before when, after I graduated high school, I went like straight just to working. I didn't go to college or anything. And I never really had a good career in my twenties. I bounced around a lot. Um, So yeah. So all the way through school, I busted my ass to like, I was just like, yep, you're going to see me on the cover of a design magazine. Yeah. And I'm going to have this, you know, I'm going to, you know, put everything into this. And then so when that like didn't work out, yeah, I was like crushed. It's a real um, pivot. So, so, but bring me through that, like mourning that, because that's a real, like you had a vision for what you thought, for what you wanted for you and your wife. You're like, I'm coming out of this. I'm going to be an interior designer. And then you have your kids that like, what allowed you to be willing to put your kids. Cause I think this part of being a father is you get forced to sort of make that decision of what comes first, me or my kids. You actually decided to put your kids after all that work you did, you put your kids before yeah. yourself. Like how was, how hard was that? It actually wasn't that hard because there were, my oldest was already a year and a half. My youngest was, you know, just born and just the love. Like yeah. at that point in time, I would have done anything for the better of them. Um, Before they were born, if somebody was like, yep, either stay at home or have this career you're envisioning, I would have been like, well, the career, 
But after I already had them and that love was just more than anything I could ever, ever expected. Yep. So it was just like, yep, this is the best decision for us. My wife has a great career, so it's not like we're going to be destitute. Yeah, yeah. So, so you, you were in a financially, you're in the situation where you could do it. So bring yeah. me back to like what I want. What I'm always fascinated to is about everybody's relationship with their own parents. Now you said your mom is a stay at home mom, and and your dad worked. What was your relationship in terms of like within your household back in the? I assume you were a child in the '90s. You were born in the yes, '80s. Sir. In the 80, in that culture of the 80s and the 90s, like what was your relationship with your father and, and how is that sort of what are you what are you taking from that like sort of today when you look back on it? Yeah, so um yeah, my father was the working dad. I mean, he had my mom had like dinner ready when he got home. Um most part for a long time he worked out of uh our garage was his office. So he literally like would come in, eat dinner and like then go back to work. I feel like growing up young, he was only there for like the really cool like sports. He was there, right? Like he was like the weekend dad. Yep. Like he did not um, put us to bed. You know, it was like, go downstairs, give your dad a kiss. You know, like he's then- home. He, he just got home and you have to go to bed. He's there. He's there. But did, yeah. did you did you talk about that like in your household? Did it? Did you understand why that was like that? Like, was there sort of this unwritten understanding of well, dad has to work for so that this house can exist. Mom's taking care of us. Like, or what did did you? Was it like an emotional like oh, like, why isn't this guy around? Like, how did you interpret when you look back at yourself as a child? How were you interpreting? Yeah, no, it was definitely just uh, yep, dad works, and you know, mom does this like there was no i didn't know anything else so there was no it wasn't like oh why is he here it was just this is how it is yep no so do you talk about that now but now in the world where your kids are seeing other like especially when you go to school my assumption is it's sort of like when i show up at things i feel like i show up at things and all the moms and the the teachers like why are you here like where's your wife and sometimes it becomes a judgment on my wife and my wife's like like she so oftentimes will say to me, is your podcast about me being a terrible mom? And I said, my <laughs> podcast is nothing about it. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do about me being a fantastic dad. And I think yeah. this idea that like fatherhood and being a man, why aren't we looking at men as expecting them? If you have a kid, men should be held to a higher expectation. What I think is interesting is I find, and I, I want to unpack this with you is, do you find when you do show up places with your kids, which traditionally or they're mostly, you'd be mostly moms. Do you find you get, say, more credit than those moms would? Like, are people treating you, you feel like they're treating you differently? It's like, oh, Sean's here. And it's like, you get the halo of, what a great guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Showing up, like, you don't have to do half the work, but they still give you, like, three times the credit. Yeah. Yeah. When Especially when the kids were younger, you know, when you're carrying that diaper bag and one's in your arm, you know, and everyone's just like, oh, yeah, like, you know, and then people are offering up help and it's just like, yeah, my, my wife would never have got that. It's just expected to have a kid on your hip and throw up on your shirt. And well, it's amazing. Cause I think like when people, when I, when you're around, if you go, what's it like having one kid, it's so much harder having two. And I do think the experience of a dad is 
in society, we don't realize if you're a father and you're bringing your daughter to a restaurant by yourselves and your daughter's like two years old, to your, everybody wants to help. It's like an enjoyable experience because nobody, every, they're just happy to see a dad with their kid. Whereas if my wife brought my daughter, yes, nobody would help me her. Yeah. And there'd be more judgment on her. And like, I think that's sort of like the idea of parenting is it is a different experience as a, as a young father. And you can get more credit if you lean into it. It's actually like life is easier. Sadly, it's a total sad state of affairs. It shouldn't be yeah. that way. Yeah. It should, everybody should be getting help. Yeah, I just saw a post. I can't remember who wrote it, but it talked about the term working mom. No one ever says like, oh, he's a working dad. Oh, no, right? never. No, work, it's, uh, it drives me crazy in the workplace. It's all work-life balance or it's parenting for moms groups. Everybody's a mom's group. And then like, not that I think it should be a mom's or dad's group, just call it a parent's group. Yeah. It's about parenting. My, I have a big thing about executives that I rarely see a man on a panel ever asked about work-life balance and what it's like to be, what their relationship is with their kids. And part of why I think I, what I want to do is the podcast, what me and Danny try to explore is for a lot of guys who we say work hard and play hard, you can have a great career and you can still go out with your buddies. You don't need to give that up just because you're being a dad. You can still be a dad and figure out the work-life balance and the life balance you want if you want it. And, and that means like, maybe that means I won't be a CEO because I have to sacrifice time. But if I am a CEO, I, I'd like to know, well, what is that guy? What's that person's relationship with their wife and their kids? And is that a choice, right? Like, because if you're traveling nine days a week and you're like, we read me, there's this article we read about somebody who worked at Adobe years ago. And he's like, well, I see my kids on the weekends for two hours and it's structured. And I was like, well, if you want to make like $10 million a year, like, listen, if you're making $10 million a year and that's what you want for your family, check the box. That's the family life you want. But that doesn't mean that's right for everybody. And I think we sometimes yeah. hold up this expectation that like going to college, getting a job and all that stuff is what the American dream is as opposed to it can look different for everybody. And I think that's what you're an example of to me, modern fatherhood of like you like happiness it, and it doesn't look like it does in a book that you're going to see all the time. Nope. Yeah. And I, um, yeah, I had a really hard time in my twenties, you know, with career wise, I was very, very broke all the time. And I did not think I would ever even be here. I thought I would like eventually meet a girl. We'd have a kid and we would live this dual income in a, in a, a condo <laughs> like never thought this would happen so you know what allows you i just have to pinch myself so but what allows you then like when you say you never thought it would happen like what is allowing you to go with the flow in that regard like what has allowed you to change your expectations so that like is that just part of how you approach life where you're not you're, you're not putting a lot of expectation on yourself so that you're able to pivot and go, you know, this is what I want to do today. Because what is that? Because I think is, how do you fight the judgment of people who may say as a guy, well, you're a stay at home dad. Like, what does that mean? Are you like, like, how do you deal with I, what I assume is for incorrectly people judging you for going, well, you're a guy and you're not working. You're in your forties and yeah. you don't have a job. Yep. Um, yeah. Normally I tell them, yeah, I fucked off in my twenties. That's why I'm a stay at home dad. Like if I had some budding career that was awesome and I had a, you know, it was that C level, of course I'd be working right now. 
but I don't have, I didn't have that easy pick dad, stay home. Mom with the awesome career she worked so hard for is, is still working. So let's get, so now in the world of advice for guys who would be your, I'm, I'm somebody in this country, I'm in my early twenties and I'm thinking I could never be a stay-at-home dad. What is your pitch? What's your pitch for the thing that makes you happiest in being a stay-at-home dad? What, what would be, what, what would we be missing by not doing it that you're like loving? Yeah. Well, I tell everybody, like I, I was there for every first step, first word, first bike ride. Like that is what I get to see that I see a lot of working parents, you know, don't get to see. So then in that journey, if you go back to when you, when your wife had your first kid, and you think about where Sean was in your life and your kid was, it's like the day it's, now your wife's popping out the baby. It's a C-section, wherever she had it. And then, and that, that baby's handed in your hands. If you can go back to that moment, what advice, what would you say to Sean uh, back then? What would you tell him in terms of what's good, what's about to occur? To him? Yeah, I would have, uh, yeah, I was thinking about this earlier today. And the first thing I would tell myself back then and my wife was to not worry so much about breastfeeding because that was a nightmare. And I would have just said, forget about it. Uh, my wife had a really you hard time. You would have went to Amazon and ordered a ton of formula and just been like, right. here it is. Done. Move on. Move on. Yeah, because it was uh, really hard, really hard on my wife, really hard on us because uh I, we both had to wake up in the middle of the night for those feedings and my wife never, we never fought at all until we became super sleep deprived. Ugh. And next, thing you know, we're fighting about the stupidest things. Uh, but I also would have said, yeah, this thing you now you're holding in your hand is going to be the most important thing. You know, I would have eased myself into the idea of losing that idea of a career that I was working so hard at the time for. Yep. So now going back to where you are today on your, I love, I think your TikToks, you're really all over the place with, with your Insta stories. There's advice you're giving out. You are a very handy man. You built, you built a treehouse that is second to none. I watched that treehouse being built. I'm like, this guy is all in what, like when you think about what, the message you're trying to get across. What are you, for somebody who's not following you, why, what, why would they follow you? Or what, what, what do you want them to take away from it? Yeah. I want them to take away that you can be the most badass dad that you can. And it's not hard. You know, even if you are that CEO that only gets to see your kid for those two hours, like then make those two hours, the best two hours you possibly can do. Um, and then part of part of why I do build that awesome tree house is not just to be an epic dad and give my kids the best thing that they can have, but um, it's also, I, I get just bored. <laughs> there's right? a like, man, there's adult, we, have, we all have adult ADD and need to have projects and you'd have something to do. Yes. Yes. So I'm like, I am, a lot of the stuff I do, I kind of treat my kids as clay. I'm going, I want to mold them into, you know, 
a badass little human being by doing these things with me. Yeah. So it's like today we're going to go do this and they love it. And so we get to bond over all these things. So, well, what I love about it is it's, and it's not just you and your kids that you also show what you're still doing in dad life between sports or, uh, um, you give good advice on local breweries, beers. There's a lot of, you just, I've no, there's in there, there's the micro brews that you discover there's cigars. There's your, you did a, like a whiskey when you, you drove cross country and there was like, yeah. I think it was whiskey and cigars of how many you were able to get to from like Maryland, Colorado to Maryland. I remember this stuff, but like, there, yeah. so there it's, but to me, it's like, there's you, there's, it shows that you don't need to ha- have a, a Pollyanna view of what it's like to be a father where you, you, there's not one way of doing it. That's snoozle poos and boring. And you just have to be this, like, I need to be a responsible adult all the time. Yeah. Yep. Um, I've never been a responsible adult all the time. So I don't even know how that would look, but, but yeah. Uh, what is I the most, this- what would you, what would you say in the last, let's do this in the last three weeks, what's the most irresponsible thing you think you have done as a, as a parent or a human being? Oh, given the last three weeks. Uh, I did a bunch of electrical work without actually flipping off the breaker. <laughs> At least you knew though, you were supposed to flip off the breaker. I, I, oh, mean, I know. That's, that's, so you're saying, so the, the right way to do it is to flip is to turn it off. Yes, you should. But I'm with, and I should have, cause I'm like hanging a light. I'm just, as long as nobody flips that switch, I'm good. But uh, with kids running around, you do never know when that <laughs> is going to happen. How much, how much electrical work do you think is done in this country by men not turning off the actual, I would argue you're proud. That's probably 25% of, of, uh, I don't even know if I would mm-hmm. I've switched. I've tried to do the DIY videos on YouTube, like how to do it, uh, an electrical outlet. Uh-huh. And they always go flip your circuit breaker. I don't even know how to do that, but I'm like, is it really, I assume it's low voltage. Even if I got stung, it's not going to hurt. Uh, there is a, it, it can, <laughs> can, it could. So if I'm working on an outlet, I'll flip the breaker, but um, changing lights, you can just flip the switch. So that, and then on the, so um, uh, I'm going to do this too. In the world of specifically fatherhood, what do you feel like when we, when we think about what we're good and bad at, and I make mistakes on a 24 hour cycle, where have you from a fatherhood standpoint, what did you fail at the worst this week? Um, well, my son told me how he doesn't want to play hockey anymore because he just wants to play soccer. And instead of being very calm, cool and collected about it, I was just like, I was just like, fuck no, you're what? What? Like, you're like we're in Montana. You're like, we're in Montana. You're playing hockey. The Canada yeah, like is the, right there. Canada's right there. We're playing hockey. I, I wanted to show him a spreadsheet of what we've already spent. Whoa. You know, like, like, like I wanted to just be like, we've spent so much money already on this hockey season that hasn't even started yet. And I spent all this time Ugh. and energy turning his room into like a hockey bedroom. Oh. Oh, uh, you not so no. not only you have the cost of entry because hockey's an expensive sport, and then now yeah. you're decorating around hockey thematically. And now he and how old is he? Seven, mm-hmm. six. 
seven. And now he's turning on you. He's turning on. It, this, this yeah. is, it's a hard. So are you letting him get out of it or are you for, are you driving? Are you going to still go? No, you're showing up on the weekend. You're still. Yep. We've uh, told him he still has to play hockey. And like, you know, we we know best. So it's hard when they think we don't know anything. But I know that it's good for kids his age not to play one sport just year round. I know that he has just forgotten how much he loves hockey because the actual season hasn't started yet. So I know once he gets out there, he's going to be like, you know, he'll remember how good he is. And well, we, 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 last year we signed our son up for, at one point we did Taekwondo and then it was soccer and then it was football. And every time he did it, the first three times were great. And then he want we'd have a 30 minute fight about fighting uh, to get him out of the house. We refused to go, but then he would go and he'd come home and love it. And then he would quit by the end. He's got, I don't want to go anymore. So then we stopped doing it. this year over the summer. We had, before we paid a dollar, we had like 15 conversations. What do you want to do? You love, and he's very physical. My kids, he's outside all the time, but he does not like organized activities. He doesn't like mm-hmm. adults looking at him while he's doing it. It's just not his bag. So now we've gone, okay, this year, I said, I'm not fighting. I'm not paying for football season and making my Sunday morning a 45 minute argument to go. We're just not doing it. Um, and I feel like we we have given in as parents because he should. I feel like socially there's a real world where I do think there's benefits of learning how to be on a team. But like I also want my sanity of how much is that benefit worth the 30 minutes of he, why am I making him do this? He hates me. And then the, the, the diatribe of me being screamed out of how terrible of a father. And yeah. 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 So it's hard. I, I, I feel like I failed just because of the way I reacted. I should have like took it a minute because, you know, I, I did, I got super frustrated instead of just calmly explaining the, let's just try, maybe we could try both. Cause there's this like indoor winter league this year so, of soccer. So I'm like, I know hockey's like three days a week. I'm like, if we, I feel like if we've tried to fit another sport in there, it's going to be too much. It's hard. It's hard. Well, also you're trying, yeah. you want to be emotional and reason with him. But at the same time, he's a seven-year-old. So it's yeah. like, I'm, I, I, cause I'll do that. My wife's like, you're saying too much. You're talking too much. They just don't care. And I'm like, but I want to, I want to, I don't want him to think like, I, cause I screamed. And then it's like, it's, it's like a vicious cycle. It's a cycle that does not yeah. end. And then it ends in judgment. And you're like, Oh, what did I do? I screwed up. And then I wake up tomorrow and I forgot what happened. I try to forget. Yep. I wake up the next day, like yeah. new day, new day. Yeah. And, it, and you're right. I mean, sometimes you just have to be, you're seven. You're just going to do what I say. <laughs> it is not up for, it is not up for negotiation. So on the, on the flip, on the flip side of that, what are you proud of in this week's, in this week's world of you being an Epic dad, what did you crush crush in the past few days that you're like, so thrilled with? And you're, you're giving yeah. yourself a pat on the back. Same thing. Well, same kid. He came to mom and I this week saying how he doesn't have any friends. And we <laughs> never do. No kid has friends. They all claim they have no friends. So, yeah. So we're baffled because it's just like, no, you're a very social kid. Like, this cannot be true. But a little bit later in the day, because he wasn't telling us exactly why really I kept name like what about this kid and that kid and what are you talking about so a little bit later that day I 
you know, got him to open up and tell me exactly like what it was. And I think it's just because he has friends. I think he wants to be the popular kid. So there's kids in his class, his grade that just like, you know, we all remember the popularity contest of school. So there's obviously some kids that just like are super popular. My son is not super popular. And I think that's what he's thinking means he doesn't have any friends. Yeah. He said he, he doesn't have, he, he doesn't have his squad coming up to him every day. Like, What's right. going on? What's going on? Yeah. And he's still, he's still the pretty new to town. He only did a half year last year here. So I'm like, I don't want to give him advice to be like how to be super popular. Cause you know, in seventh grade, he's at your so your your son's the same as mine. He's going into season second grade, right? Yeah. And second grade is the verge of YouTube. Like we allow our he's watching TikToks, he's watching YouTube. He's not doing his own. Although he does have his own channel. I don't think anybody watches it though. He's posting photos of himself. But uh, how much does that play into it? Do you think like do they see or do they have any sense of the relationship you have with the stuff you do on TikTok and thinking they need to be doing it? Um no, they they want to do them with me. You know, I always have them doing them. They're with always me. featured. They're great. They're great co-stars. Yes. They're great co-stars. Yeah, they, they don't really ever have any interest of having their own, which is which is good. It's a bad. It's a it's a that's a positive. There's yes. not there's not much positive that comes from it if you're not a secure person. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm like I'm like you have friends just. Give it time, um, you know, and there's good and bad with having 50 friends in a squad and uh, being the popular kid at school. So just like be somewhere in the middle. It's fine Shoot for the middle. Be, be, be friends with everybody. You don't want to be super popular, but you don't want to be the loner. Right. I, I, so then what what if you think about then how uh, um when you think about this journey you're on and like our kids are both the same age. And I think about like, when you take this approach and you think about what you're doing and sharing your life out there in the next, if we look back in 20 years, are you going to, what, what, what are you going to be? How are you judging yourself? If at all, and what are you looking at in your kids in 20 years? Are you going, wow, they have jobs. I did. I did my, I did my work. What are you thinking successes for you in 20 years? Still married. You're still married. You're like, is that success? Is it as simple as just being like, I'm still alive and I'm married. That, uh, that I did my job. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's see. Yeah. I think success in 20 years. Yeah. That would be my little girl's 24. I mean, all of them being very independent um, with a career, not following in daddy's footsteps and following in mommy's footsteps. Um, yeah. And I, I hope that they're just, um, you know, my growing up with a stay at home dad, I hope they're open to like how women can do anything a man can do. Yep. So I know they're not, my boys aren't going to grow up being like these male chauvinistic pigs. Yep. My girl's going to grow up knowing that she can go out there and do whatever she wants. So I hope they're gone to school with good jobs. And my wife and I are, retired somewhere that would be fun do you ever think of being a stay-at-home dad the what 
that your son could be one of these guys who comes out of high school and college and is like, yo, I want to have kids. Like so often it's the woman who grows up going like the yeah. expectation is most men don't want to be married and they don't want to have kids. And the wife's every every trope that's out there in media is the guy is the mom chasing the guy. Yeah. But in theory, because they see you as a stay at home dad and they see how great fatherhood is that they're going to be on the bleeding edge of being like, I got to get somebody pregnant and I want, yeah. I want that kid in my house. I want to carry yeah. that baby around. Hopefully if they do do that, then their, their eyes are at like the, uh, the smart girl in class. It's, 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 it's the reversal. It's like, look, you got to get, we always say it's the young women that are like, Oh, they got to find their sugar daddy. You yeah. got to get your sister. If you're going to do this. Yeah. Get it, get it rich, get it smart, smart and rich. Yep. Don't just go for the pretty cheerleader or the, you want that valedictorian. You want I mean, that actually, that, that, that to me is what Epic Dad Life is going to be in the future. That to me is the movie of the journey is the guy who's like, where is my woman who's given me a baby? Cause you don't yeah. see that. You don't like you're, 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 act, you're, it's like, you're, you're going like dadhood is great. I want to have my kid. I don't need to work. I'm going to raise this kid. You just need to have the baby for me and then go to work. Yeah. There's going to be a bunch of high school boys making a pact to like <laughs> go find some college girl to knock up. They're going to be like, we're all, who's going to have the most successful kid. This is what we're going to do. I'm having my kid yeah. first and my kid's going to be better than your kid. I would like, it, there's a world where it's like dads. Like, I feel like I go on the soccer field and, and like, um, I think I love seeing more dads show up. And I think at one level we're all like, Oh, how's your daughter doing? And, but like, I do think it's interesting that we don't necessarily like, I feel like the moms get more judgmental of like what the girls look like. There's a little, there's so much more wrapped into it with moms than a bunch of dads. But I, I could see a sense of like, I'm waiting for that moment where a bunch of guys just sit there and go, my kid's better than your kid. That's, that has nothing to do with just like a play that overall in life. Like, I can't believe your daughter, my daughter got a hundred on the math exam. Yeah. She's yeah. crushing. Or, or just like, look at your daughter's hair, bud. Do you not even know how to French brain? <laughs> oh, well, that is like, it's like you, you let her go out in public like that. Those colors yeah. don't match. Yeah. That Which is, <laughs> I mean, you you can tell that I dress the kids because my my daughter the other day went to preschool with uh, a Broncos hoodie and like black sweatpants. She's <laughs> like, but listen, it's you're do, you're doing your best. What is out there? This is the world of where there is white space opportunity for these companies to educate guys on how to on a, what what ways they want us to dress our kids or how to do hair. I have tried to do my daughter's hair. She's now 10. And now she's got to the point where she's like, you just need to stop because it hurts. But I don't even know I'm like, who's going to teach me how to do a braid. And, and my promise. So the other day we had, we had to retake our pictures for school or I've said we, my daughter had to, and my wife, my wife works at a beauty company and my wife is a woman. So the assumption is I just assume she knows how to do hair, not necessarily in fair assumption, but so she's, my daughter has wavy hair. She's straightening it. And I, my, contribution to this is well why don't you like instead of it making you straight like why don't you make it wavy she has beautiful curls like put some curl in, curlers in it my wife looks at me she's like i don't know how to do that she's like we don't have curls and no like I, i'm just that's all i know is how to straighten hair i go what do you and i looked at her, i was like what do you mean you don't know how to do that like isn't that what you do you, you know how to do your own hair she's like that's why i pay to go to a salon she's like if i knew how to do it i would be doing yeah. it and it's like oh i'm like well you don't know either and then I realized, wow, who's here to teach me how to do my daughter's hair, which is now, but now she's of the age where she's like, you two need to leave me alone. I'm going to do yeah. it. We'll do it on my own. Um, but that's funny. Oh my gosh. So uh, before we go, uh, what other, 
words of wisdom. Uh, I want everybody who's listening to this gonna we're gonna hopefully get some more followers for you. Uh, but if you were to say, like, when you think about your enjoyment of being a father, what what words of wisdom would you want to leave this audience with, or what um, words of caution, I should say? Ooh. You can choose caution or wisdom. What what do we want? What do we want to let people? Well, let's go with wisdom. <laughs> I don't want to scare anyone because uh, it is parenting. Doesn't matter if you're staying home or not. Parenting is like the toughest thing in the world. Um, but on the flip side, I always say this: it's also the easiest because, um, because the love you feel for these kids, you just want the best for them. A lot of times, you might not know what that is at the moment, and that is okay. But just, just be there for them. Show them that they're loved. And honestly, if you do that, then your kids can't, you can't go wrong. Uh, I love it. It's just, it's leading, just leading with your heart, acknowledging as a man, you have one and it's okay to, it's okay to, uh, to lean into that. That is, I think that's something every guy needs to understand, whether it's not just for parenting, probably cross over to fatherhood, uh, being a husband and also being a son uh, for any parents you have alive, just, just take life easier that way. Yeah. And then for men, yeah, I really feel like I grew up with a dad that did not show much emotion. So as a father, it's so great for your kids to see you at your most vulnerable, see you cry. I mean, my kids, sometimes they, they know when daddy is about to cry. I'm like, uh, I'm, I have a self-admitted cry, baby. Do you let them wipe your tears? That's like, it's next level when you're like, oh, uh, can you go like, what, get me a tissue? They're at a point now. They're just like dad, you know. But they're like, like are you, my my daughter's always like, are you crying again? I go, yes. I needed to step outside. We all know what happens here. There's a there's an there's a very high hyper emotional side to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not and there's nothing wrong with that. People got to remind them. Oh. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Yep. They this year was the first year that uh, the first day of school that I held it together. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's good. So I don't know these what are changed. baby steps. You're growing. You're growing into yeah. your adulthood. Yep. Maybe it was just looking forward to having the house to myself a little bit. <laughs> Overweight. Yeah, uh, eggs now. You're in that journey. Now you get like six hours back during the day when they're all when they're all getting educated out of the house. Yep. It's the, it's the, the new house. Move. I'd like to say the house has never been cleaner, but it's <laughs> it's, it's not true. It's still a mess all the time. It's still you. You are you are you are still you. So listen, it has been a couple of years. So uh, I, I'd even say this on the top of the show, but we met originally in Washington D.C. at the Dad to Summit, which is our yeah. I call it uh, uh, the blogging community of fathers. That I don't think most people recognize there is a blogging community of fathers. Um, but I've been impressed by everybody I've ever met. So I'm hoping people have listened this long, um, uh, continue to follow you continue you on your journey and enjoying it and getting inspired and laughing and, and having a good time. I am so grateful that you took this time out and I uh, can't wait to see what, what happens next for you and for us and, and look, and uh, look forward to keeping in contact and doing this again. Yeah. I'd love to. Listening to the dad so hard podcast. If you want to hear more 
and we're thrilled by this episode, but think, what did I miss? How do I, how do I hear more of this stuff? And I can't wait to next week. You can always go back to our old episodes and listen to them in our giant library. You can visit us at wearedadsohard.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Dad So Hard Podcast, or on Twitter, you Dad So Hard Pod. Uh, and if you want to reach out to us, please do not hesitate to send me an email at dadsohardpodcast at gmail.com. Danny and I are here. We are listening. We're excited. We cannot thank everybody for being part of Dad So Hard Nation. And we hope you guys have another wonderful day. Bye.